Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Robert Yeager and the Tao Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts. You are about to experience New York's most fantastic competition, the Punderdome, where New York City's best punsters compete for your adulation as expressed through the human clapometer and the light to be crowned champions and take home unique as seen only on TV appliances. From Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford, I'm Kyone Wolf, and in this episode of Audacious, we'll explore the world of competitive wordplay at New York City's monthly pun competition, the Punderdome. <laughs> whoa, wait, don't turn the dial or flip to the next podcast, really. By the end of this episode, you will be so happy to have heard the voices, the skills, and the philosophical wonderings, or rather, punderings of some of the most talented and insightful wordplay artists on the planet. And you'll even hear me attempt to win this battle of wits. I'll be driving down to Brooklyn alongside our Deputy Director of Storytelling, Meg Dalton, to compete for the first of at least one time at the Punderdome. This wordplay competition takes place every month at a packed Little Field Theater in Brooklyn, and it's been going on since 2011. Thanks to co-creators, comedian Joe Firestone and her father, Fred. You'll meet him a little later in the show. The Punderdome, or the Dome, I competed in had three rounds of pontification, including one where newbies had the chance to square off against some of the most experienced punsters in the world, like the most winningest Punderdome contestant of all time, Lingo Star. You'll also meet him in a little bit. By the way, Lingo Star... I know it's hard to imagine, but that's not his real name. Meg told me that every punster needs a pun name, a nom de pun, if you will. And she knows this because she's competed in the Punderdome before. And I thought maybe she could be my wordplay sensei, my punning pilot, my idiom instructor, my lexical leader, my humor... Hefe? Okay, I'm going to need a lot of help here. I asked to huddle up with Meg in an empty, soulless meeting room at Connecticut Public, and I told her about the only thing I'd come up with so far for a name. The first and only one that stuck so far is Rady Ho Ho Ho, but I'm not a ho or Santa-like at all. But I would like it to be radio-related. I came up with a few you options. I was bored on a walk yesterday. You were not bored. Only so. boring people are bored, Meg. <laughs> so I have a list <gasps> of possibilities. But Read them full off, disclosure, some of these are a stretch. They're a stretch. Okay. So the first one, so some of these are radio-related because you work in radio. All puns considered. Oh, God. It's not really wordplay, but it's, or it's not really a pun. It's more wordplay. Whatever. This of Maripun Life. Uh, the Podfather Part Two. Um, this is a movie I liked. Punston checks in, like Dunstan checks in. 
uh, howling for you because of your name. Bay Wolf, B-A-E Wolf. Oh, nice. I like that one. This is my favorite one, I think, because it incorporates both pun and your last name. Stepon Wolf. That's wow. pretty clever. That's good. Yeah. We've got puns of steel. Classic. Um, I know you like onions, so I, I put some onion puns in here. You did? So we have French punion soup, <laughs> which I kind of like. <laughs> I have punion rings, and I have shalada fun. <laughs> uh, Meg, this is both hurting my heart and enlarging my heart. <laughs> Thank you. Keep going. Of keep course, going. of course. We've got werewolf, but W-H-E-R-E, -E, like where's wolf. Uh, a couple of these are inspired by some recent audacious shows. We've got God of Punder because we were a lightning show. Uh, we've got Punder the Sea because of the Disney adults. <laughs> and these last few are just really random ones. We've got Punnecticut to represent Connecticut. We've got the Velvet Punderground. We've got the Punder Dog, like underdog, because it's your first time. And because puns make people groan, we've got the grown wolf, like the lone wolf. And those are what I've come up with. Thank you. <laughs> and just, just to give you some context, these are some like other competitor names if you want to like draw inspiration from some of them. These are my favorites. I liked the Queer Ye Queer Ye. Homestar Punner is one of my favorites. We've got Lexicon, Lingo Star, Lana Del Frase, Ving Rhymes, Faye Punaway, which I love, Daft Pun, Sherlock Poems, and Pun Interrupted Genius. So that's sort of like the context for you. Any of those stand out to you or like spark some? What was the onion soup one? Oh, French punion soup. I like that one a lot. <laughs> that was my favorite. Think about it too. <laughs> I'm going to be in a room full of attractive people who love wordplay and anyone who hears that name who also loves onions. We'll this is you. how I'm finding my person. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to be the officiant. <laughs> that would be great. At the future Thunderdome <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Actually, Fred Firestone should be the officiant. Yeah, that's fair. the Thunderdome. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Wow. We have audio of how this all starts. Yeah. I do think I like French punion soup the best for you. Any other closing thoughts before we see each other again, which will be in my car on the way to the Thunderdome? I think, I think um, the bigger the groan, the better when it comes to puns. If you can feel those eye rolls, you know you're doing your job. Yeah. When I picture leaving the event at the end of the night, exhausted, wasted, yeah. and with a beautiful woman, maybe with a Scottish accent Probably. on my arm. It's New York, so anything's possible. That'd be great. I'd like also to feel a little bit of pain in the back of my head because I've been rolling my eyes so hard I've sprained <laughs> my face. That's what I would like. That is, that may be the best night of my life. I think it might be. <laughs> Remember that name she mentioned, Lingo Star? Well, his real name is Jersey Gwizdowski, and he's won more Punderdomes than anybody in the world, so we had to talk to him. Now, I've loved wordplay since I was a little kid, and it's the same thing for Meg. So what about Jersey? I mean, lingo. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, originally. And I was, I want to say, three or four years old. And we were driving by the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium, my father and I. And I said, Dad, what's a foul ball? And he explained in great detail the rules of baseball, very excited that his toddler son was interested. And I said, 
oh, I thought it was a dance for chickens. And he gave me the proudest look I've ever seen from him. And I've been chasing that ever since. Will you take me back to when you first found out about the Ponderdome? I had become aware of a contest in Austin, Texas, called the O. Henry Punoff World Championship that had been going at that point for over 30 years. And I, on a whim, signed up and I wanted to prepare. So I quickly did a Google search for New York City pun contest and the Punderdome came up. And the next one was the day before I left for Austin, Texas to go compete in the big challenge. And I showed up and I met some fantastic people, a number of whom I'm still friends with to this day from that very first Underdome, which was over a decade ago now. And it was such a wonderful, welcoming, weird group of people, an audience of spectators and fans that craved wordplay. And it was so amazing to be in a room where I got cheers and applause and awards for making puns instead of people groaning at me or breaking up with me. So it was a nice change of pace. What is the difference between someone who's won as many as you have and somebody who will, but hasn't yet? It is a volume game. You know, I think if you looked at my batting average, it might not be as impressive. But I think ultimately, if you show up to have a good time, if you show up to participate in the community, if you show up to put a smile on other people's faces by doing a very strange thing that you happen to be good at, I think there's a good chance that the thing that will be infectious is the joy and the creativity that you put up there on stage for other people. People have won the show who aren't particularly good punters, you know, but they have an energy about them or a delight when they discover the pun that they want to make or a way of delivering their material or an angle, right? That just awakens something that makes the crowd respond to their creativity and their, their spirit. That's what the whole thing is about to me. But if you really want to prepare, I can give you some hard pointers if you want to really get into. Yeah, I would love that. And I would also like to say that, you know, here's what I'm thinking as I'm approaching this event for the first time is I don't want to take up a spot that someone else could have done better in. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I also, I'm a little intimidated by this. I'm used to loving wordplay and being really good at wordplay when there are no stakes, when there's almost no audience. It's easy when you're hanging out with your friends and someone says something and you got, you got something for them. But being in this arena where it feels like, God, I just want to make it so people don't see me and think, oh, she took one of those slots and I could have been there. She sucked out. So in terms of that mindset of from personal punnery to on stage, what is your advice for showing up as fully as you can? I'd say don't worry about not fitting in because by definition, a pun is something that doesn't quite fit in. It's a meaning or a word association that creeps into our brain in spite of the so-called structures and rules of language, in spite of etymology and particularly in English, which is this Frankenstein language of so many different influences. It's constantly growing and changing. 
Um, sometimes you'll discover that a pun has some kind of root that really the words are linked in a way that is exciting that you didn't know uh, about, or that it's just a total glitch. So if you feel like being up on stage is a total glitch and you don't belong, you're right in line with most of the puns that you and others are going to be making. I'd also say everyone up there is giving it a try and doing something very strange, which makes the stakes very low. This isn't the, the gold medal game at the Winter Olympics, you know? So it can you can let the novelty of it give you a little confidence. And I think also making people laugh with a pun is less about the ability to use the words together. Um, it's definitely about that. But where most people get hung up and when I get hung up or I get hung up is coming up with the fuel or the machine, right? It's what are the words that fit into this category? So early on, if I ever got stumped, it's because I couldn't think of enough different kinds of trees in the time that I had to prepare, not because once I had them that I couldn't think of a, of a good pun. So if you really want to drill and prepare, I'd almost go through lists of kind of common knowledge subjects like herbs and spices and types of weather and types of fish and types of birds and words associated with a bicycle and car manufacturers and whatever else the heck pops into your head as sort of general knowledge, big category things. And also just being a person that is interested in lots of things in the world is going to prepare you because you can take a category like universities and there are an infinite number of categories within that category. You can go into the names of universities. You could go into jobs at a university. You could go into a particular, you could say, I studied psychology when I was in university and just go into psychology. And as long as you can frame it within the category, especially a punterdome, which is very forgiving, you can show us a world of word association that we didn't even expect. There's a part in the competition if you make it to the end, where you spar, you go back and forth with the other finalist. And I imagine it's like a dance, right? It's, 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 you're in a certain kind of flow state where you are listening to them because you're talking with them in wordplay, but you are also processing in yourself. Will you talk about what that feels like uh, when you make it to the end of the Punderdome? That's the most fun. And I, I believe that the show categorizes making it to the finals as a win, uh, at least recently. So a finals appearance counts in their numbers tally. And I think it should because it's a very fun ending to the show. But not having that bit of extra time to prepare is really fun, but also putting it in the context of a conversation or rapport is the most satisfying. I, for me, and I think also for the audience, when you can really get a conversation going, because it's easy just to come up with, again, a word that sounds like another word and kind of make up a story. If you have the periodic table, you're going to make up a friend named Iam, right? So that you can make all the puns that you want to make. But the more that you are contextualizing it within, if it's a response to the whatever the other person just said, that also satisfies the requirements of the category. There's something so cathartic and exciting about that. And the audience, they do more than laugh or hoot and holler. They roar and cheer when it really gets good because there's something beyond funny about it. It's this sort of alchemy of language and of the context of this, the situation. And I did one of those final rounds with my younger brother who competed for a few years. And uh, it does run in the family, as, as these things tend to do. 
And I think we had uh, horror movies or Halloween or something like that in the final category. And he said something about me being scared of Dracula as his pun. I don't remember what it was. And I said to him, Jordan, vampire movies are scary, but not for us too. And that was one of my favorites I've ever made. But because it was like a direct response to something he said, and because I thought that was a real nice little pun. When you are an all-time winner of the Punderdome, people may think, oh, well, then he's a smarty pants because he's so good with words and he's so quick with finding these connections. Obviously, you are a smarty pants, but just because you're so good at wordplay, that doesn't mean that people who aren't good at wordplay aren't also smarty pants. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the medium isn't always the message, right? And language is just the medium. It's a means to communicate an idea. And some of those ideas are concrete and some of them are ineffable. But if we rely on constructs of language, so-called rules of language, grammar and syntax, it's such a useless way to use like knowledge of language or so-called expertise with language as a means to exclude other people or devalue their contributions to a workplace, to a creative endeavor, to the world. Because language is an invention, it's not innate to human beings. We repurpose the things that we use to chew and bite and to articulate our vocalizations into meaning. And that's uh, something that we created and not everyone's mind works the same and not everybody processes it, it processes it in the same way. And my partner being dyslexic, you know, sees the dimensions of the world and of language moving forwards and backwards in, in every dimension at the same time and comes up with some of the most charming malapropisms I've ever heard in my life. And I have a running notes app in my phone of, of quotes uh, from her, not because they're goofy or, um, well, they are goofy, but not because they make her less intelligent, because her brain is super powered and is sort of seeing everything at the same time. It doesn't process in a particular order. And I think that's something to be celebrated. And that's, in fact, what puns are, right? They're identifying that glitch in the matrix. They're kind of peeking through the cracks. They're the the true meaning behind the sounds of language that, that seep through the so-called rules and so-called correct language and grammar. So I try to not be uh, pedantic in my life or in my work and allow the fun in between that makes language messy, let that seep through because language is the best we can do to convey meaning, but it doesn't always capture the full entirety of our experience. So I'm very interested in the ways in which meaning spills over the language that we have, the ways that we use it to try to capture it or communicate it to each other in a more precise way. Thank you for that. Uh, when I think about the experience of being at the Punderdome and competing. I wonder why you do it. Why do you do it? Why do I do the Punderdome? I've asked myself that same question on many occasions, especially in the winter months, trudging through Golanus, Brooklyn, to a bar to try to think of different kinds of alcohol to make jokes about. Um, but I, I do it for the community. I do it to stay connected to my dear friends that show up every show and want to spar with me and with each other. I do it to meet new people that are interested in the same thing that I'm interested in. I do it to keep my mind active, to not resort to the same old, same old 
jokes to find fun and unique, or at least new for me, ways of expressing myself and of playing with language. People use the term creative outlet a lot, but it really does feel like an outlet. And I, I am fortunate to have numerous creative outlets in, in my life, but it is also a way to get it out of my system to kind of empty the valve. And I am not compelled to uh, derail conversation because I noticed that two words kind of sound the same <laughs> in a way that I was when I was younger. Well, Jersey Gwizdowski, thank you so much for talking with me and congratulations on your accomplishments. I am equal parts proud and ashamed to be this accomplished in punning. And thank you so much, Kaya. And I have had, since whatever, 2012, that I've been doing puns, I've had many opportunities to do press with various outlets. There was a book about us. There's been documentaries and stuff. And this is like by far one of the most lovely interview experiences I've had. And uh, yeah, it's just been such a wonderful experience to be interviewed by you. And uh, I wish you all the best with this episode and uh, with future shows too. When we get back, Meg and I drive down to Brooklyn for my first ever time competing in the Punderdome. Are you guys ready to do the dome? I'm Kyone Wolf. This is Audacious. Stay with me. Jokes about skeletons aren't very humorous. I, for one, like Roman numerals. The Earth's rotation really makes my day. The Italian chef who died, he passed away. An illegally parked frog is a toad. My bakery burned down, my business is toast. The cookie was sad because his dad had been away for too long. I lost my luggage, I'll just have to carry on. Puns are just like paper, they're terrible I'll make them stop, they're unbearable Let's get down to business to defeat the puns But puns are the devil's work, so I have none Okay, I'll stop now, but before I go You know what's coming Why must this song punish me so? Support for this podcast comes from Hartford HealthCare. Elevating Health is funded by Hartford HealthCare. Loneliness can be a significant health risk to people of all ages. Dr. Laura Saunders, a psychologist from Hartford HealthCare's Institute of Living, talks about social isolation and why we need to connect in person. Loneliness actually is a pretty significant health risk for people that struggle with social isolation. It affects their blood pressure, it affects their immune system, it affects your willingness to get up and get out and can cause some not just emotional issues, but health problems as well. You're not alone. Dr. Saunders explains how important it is for us to look to others and get out of our comfort zone. I like to talk about social isolation as not just that individual's problem, but it's a community problem or it's a family problem. We need to connect with others. We can take space at times as well, but we need to step out of our comfort zone and do things to connect with other people. It's life-saving. For more information, go to ctpublic.org slash health. This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. When we left off, I was feeling inspired by Jersey Gwizdowski, a.k.a. Lingo Star. He has won more Punderdome competitions than anybody else. And I wanted to see if I could maybe show up at the Dome and give this guy a run for his money. Or should I say, punny. So with just six days till the big show, 
I sat down at my dining room table and cracked open Punderdome the card game. It's a series of prompts that promise a stupendous time for three or more players, but for now, it was going to have to be a stupendous time just for me. Okay, here we go. Card number one. Chemistry. Beaker, 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 beaker. I can't wait for chemistry class. I guess you could say I'm beaker to learn. Beaker, beaker to learn. Bunsen burners, Bunsen burn hers. Burn hairs. I decided not to take my pet rabbit to chemistry class because I didn't want to Bunsen burn hairs. Test tube, tongs, in chemistry class. In chemistry class, I used my bare hands to take the vials out from over the Bunsen burners and I burned my hand. I guess two tongs don't make it right. Mm. Okay, that's hard. Um, School supplies. School's coming up soon and I'm so busy, I gotta pencil in getting some school supplies. Compass? It's hard to know in this day and age where to get your school supplies. Amazon, a local vendor, some artisanal supply company. You really have to use your moral compass. Marker. I have to get ready for my art class where we'll be drawing dogs. I'll make sure to use my Sharpay marker. <sighs> okay. Uh, college. Magna Comada. Magna, magma. I went to college to study lava. I graduated magma cum laude. GPA, GPA. College has been a positive experience for me. You can tell because I have a 4.0 GPA. Yay. Professor. Profess her. I fell in love with my teacher and I fantasize that she would profess her love. Flowers. Daisy. What did Jay-Z give Beyonce after the mega success of her masterpiece, Lemonade. Daisies. <laughs> oh. Peonies. Peonies. I'm gonna be spending a long time driving. So I went to the store. 
When I went to the drugstore, I told the associate that I was going for a really long drive after this and I was worried about where I'd pee. And they said, here's some adult diapers. You can pee in these. <sighs> okay, I'm exhausted. But that was pretty good. It is now the morning of the Ponderdome. For weeks leading up to this morning, I have been training for this noble challenge. I have learned the fundamentals. I have overcome word hurdles. I've practiced my punctuation. I have sharpened my wit. I have been so committed that at this point, I was quite possibly pun-stoppable. When Meg and I arrive at Littlefield Theater in Brooklyn, we sit down with Fred Firestone. He and his daughter, the comedian Joe Firestone, started this whole thing back in 2011. I ask him to outline what I should expect in the competition. First thing is the pun battle royale. That's what you're in. You have to have uh, not participated in the pun battle royale the two previous times. So, so put up a topic and have two minutes total on the clock. And there are uh, six people up there that do it. And you can't, just can't do two in a row. And then after the two minutes, then the um, clapometer, who's calibrated, of course, before, and blindfolded to avoid any appearance of impropriety, and go into that if you'd like, or no, choose I not think, to. I think that's Leave it alone. Itself. Okay, good, good. Thank All you. Right. So the, the, the clapometer, we determine the two top people. Because the clap, clapometer will evaluate how loud and how long the applause is, two factors. So you can, if you can whoop it up, run around the stage, whatever. No nudity, no, you know, uh, no. Well, it was nice. So, it was so <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, Meg, I'll see you back in Hartford. Oh, okay. And then we'll determine the two top scorers. Now, the two top scorers earned the prize is the punter on card game. Or they can trade it in for an opportunity to play, uh, being the Tournament of Pun Champions. You want the game or you want to be in the tournament? Everybody takes the tournament. So we No have, shade to the game. I've, no. I've, we've got the game. You got the game? Yeah. Oh, we've, thank you. We've thank been you. I've been training for this. Oh, wow. Thanks to Meg. She Good. lent it to me. One of the things that's on my mind as I've been thinking about tonight and training for tonight is this is my first time. And I don't want to only come up 20% here. I want to make it so whoever didn't get to go on stage... I don't want to waste anyone else's shot. You're not, you're not going to. The culture is everybody has fun. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody's mean. Nobody is. If they laugh, everybody. They no laugh. one's going to die. Oh, God. And nobody right. laughs. Nobody boos anybody. It's a very polite, thoughtful crowd. Speaking of the crowd, I find love of wordplay to be incredibly sexy. And so another element that I'm curious about from all of your yeah. all of your times doing this is because everybody in this room has at least an appreciation for yeah. wordplay or else they yeah. wouldn't have bought the ticket and they yeah. wouldn't have come up with the name or been on stage. Would you say that everybody in the room tonight is fundamentally brilliant and attractive? See, I don't... Like, are there any... Are there any... Are there I, any I, 
no. who love wordplay. Well, but I, I don't know. There might be. To me, I, I just believe I don't. I think attractiveness is, is how genuine they are. I don't. I don't buy the you know the brilliance either. I don't take much stock in it. I think the most important traits are people nice to people. I don't care how smart you are, how much money you got. I mean, maybe it's people meet people at these things. What in your perfect world would the Punderdome look like? The future of where would it go? Like, what is the What's your dream come true when it comes to the Ponderdome? Well, I would like to take this to the next level. So I would love to be able to make, I mean, I think a, a radio show would be, that way, way, don't tell me, something in a live studio, live audience, because you'll see it's, it's got to be, you'll get a feel for that. I would love some advice or some encouragement I'm, I am confident, but this is my first time and I've got myself doubts and I would just love some okay. encouragement from you. You know, uh, you've got to tell yourself, you know what you're doing. You're having fun and you're honest and sincere and you have a good time. And that's what it is. It, it Maybe have a drink. I can't do that now, though. I just <laughs> I got so many things I got to I forget half the stuff anyway. I don't want to forget the other half. All right, so I write French punion soup on a giant name tag and start to mingle with a few of the nearly 300 people in attendance. One of my favorite songs of all time, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston is playing, so I think that's a pretty good omen. You know what? I feel like I am totally ready to throw my onion into the ring. Meg and I grab our seats, and the show begins. Are you guys ready to do the dome? Yeah! Here's how it works, you know? Conventional wisdom is you go to a pun competition, you got somebody that's a PhD in linguistics or comparative etymology who waxes eloquent on the philosophical underpinnings of the pun. Is that the kind of crap you want here? No! At the dome, we believe that you, the people, we, the power of the people, should be able to determine who wins the dome. Now, the vessel we've come up with to ascertain who wins the dome is the human clapometer. All right, Mike is going to be the human clapometer. Mike, if you will, buddy. Uh, All right, so we know the main event is the tournament pun champions. However, we do have a preliminary event, and that is those people you signed up at the bar. So you should know this. Every time there's a Punderdome, we'll take the first people to sign up at the bar, and you are in the pun battle royale. So I want you to know, even though you're not a dome champ now, there is an opportunity if you join the pun battle royale. So I'd like to bring up the participants in the pun battle royale. Uh, Punderdog. Frank's Punion Soup. Punzo the Great. Give him Cal. Give him Cal. The Pundertaker. Bringing Texie back. Now, I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. You guys have a total of two minutes to share a pun. Once you share one, you walk back from the mic. Only limitation is you can't do two in a row. Got it? So short little puns. Two minutes total. Everybody clear on that? All right, so the topic for the Pun Battle Royale for Dome number 128 is... Drinks, drinks and drugs. Two minutes on the clock. All right, so I think I'll start off with a good one to gin up some support. 
I have a problem. I drink to escape my problems. I don't know if it works, but it's worth a shot. Hey, it's great to be here. I hope everyone has an ice time tonight. If we don't do well up here, you're going to be smearing us off the stage. Smearing off the stage. When I win this competition, I'm going to say IP, yay! This is my first time. I hope it doesn't go to pot. I can roll two blunts at the same time because I'm double jointed. <laughs> if you want to know, all you got to do is hash. I was told I'd be really good at this because my sense of humor is very wry. That was a glass act. When it comes time for applause, really ham it up. We'd, we'd love the support. My friend was really nervous because he was like dating this girl, Jane. He was like, I don't know if I want to marry Jane. I'm like, you just have to marry Juan. <laughs> so I'm a writer and I'm working on an all male reboot of the vagina monologues. It's called Cocktails. That was awesome. It's my first time here. I'm just glad to be here. All right, all right. All right, great round, guys. All right, Mike, if you will. I am happy to report that I did not win. And I'm feeling relieved because if I did win, I'd have to keep competing in later rounds. And now I can just chill out for the rest of the night and bask in the glory of the Punfessionals. Speaking of professionals, after the break, Lingo Star makes it to the final round again, but his competition is fierce and breakfast-related. Don't worry, I'm let you in on what happened. You know, I, what I really appreciate about you is that you show true grits. But the real question is, how many grits? I'm Kyone Wolf. This is Audacious. Be right back. Allow me to pause and hit the mark. Nanu, nanu. Wordplay. This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf, and now that I've finished competing in the Pun Battle Royale at the Punderdome, a monthly wordplay competition in Brooklyn, it's time to hear the Punfessionals work their magic. It's the final round of the show, the Tournament of Champions, and you're about to hear Allison Fisher, a.k.a. Rhyme and Punishment, face off against our buddy from earlier in the show, Jersey Gwizdowski, a.k.a. Lingo Star. He's won more Punderdomes than anybody else ever, dominating 42 installments. A quick note, the audio you're about to hear is just risque enough for us to warn you that some of the wordplay you're about to hear is in a pun for children. I'm sorry. Here's co-creator and host of the Punderdome, Fred Firestone, with the category these champions will be punning over. The topic for the final round is the human body and bodies of water. You can use either one. You know, this connection we have, it's like eerie. Yeah, I think you're on to something. You missed once earlier, you better not miss again. There's other ones. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to go to anatomy and water. You know those uh, the 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 bathrooms. Uh, so they're they're full of pee in tubes. Uh, I'm on Ontario, a new one. There, that's another Great Lake. Okay. Your punning skill is up here. Here. I just we had to finish it. It's the last lake. Um, if you're from Pittsburgh, this pun may land for you. <laughs> my name is Allison. My knees have different sexual orientations. They have my alley straight knee and my alley gay knee. <laughs> you know, I, would you go with one more guys? Would you do it? Well, well let, let me think about a topic. Wait, wait, I, I got it. I got a topic. Yeah, breakfast, all right? All right, let's do two minutes on the clock. I bet you think this round will be over easy. I never saw such an original pun before. You're right. I poached it. <laughs> After this round, you're going to be toast. Happy Hollandaise. My brain's a little scrambled, but I better catch up. I think we should allow nipples for all genders on Instagram, apropos of nothing. I think we should frittatas. See, I, on the other hand, that's fine, but this, like, I think we should ban a I'm absolutely fine with that as long as I can still get a little quiche. <laughs> you know, I, what I really appreciate about you is that you show true grits. But the real question is, how many grits? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. That was Waffle. And now it's time to decide the winner. Based on the audience applause, the human clapometer would decide whether the title of pun champion went to puntestant number one, Jersey Gwizdowski, or puntestant number two, Allison Fisher. The second one. Okay. Congratulations, Ryman Punishment and Lingo Star. Thank you. I catch up with Allison Fisher after her triumphant win. Congratulations. How do you feel? Feel pretty great. Pretty surprised. All the topics were really good. Like, the crowd was awesome. Everybody's puns were really on fire tonight. How many times have you won? Uh, this is my fourth time. Does it feel any different than any of the other wins? Yeah, it just felt very, like, I didn't feel as stressed. I was just having a good time with all my friends on the stage. So it felt good. For people who are considering doing such a thing and they're feeling a little hesitant, what are some words of wisdom or encouragement you would have? Uh, you got to come up with a kick-ass pun name. And yeah, if you want to feel prepared, you can like practice and volley around topics ahead of time. Go with your first instincts and everyone here paid to listen to wordplay, so they will appreciate it. When you release a really great pun, I'd like to hear how that feels. 
It feels excellent and it feels natural. Anything else you want people listening to this to hold on to? Who are, are you, they just heard this whole show about Punderdome. That was all it was about. And they're thinking, what the hell did I just hear? And also, huh, anything you want to leave our people with? I think a nice pun in daily life is one that you don't have to force. It just kind of happens. Um, and regardless of whether people around you appreciate it, you can get a lot of satisfaction in that. I hear that. Rhyme and punishment, congratulations on your win. Thank you. Thank you. My first interview. <laughs> of course, I had to catch up with Jersey Gwazdowski and get some final thoughts. For people who have an affinity towards wordplay, but they're not sure they can really like rise to the occasion and they see something like the Ponderdome and they think, I don't know, should I? What would you say? I say absolutely do it. You don't know what you're capable of until you get up on stage. And even if you don't succeed in the competition aspect of it, you've succeeded because you've decided to make the commitment to tell these jokes to hundreds of people in a room. They will cheer for you, they will laugh, and you'll become part of the community. And at the end of the day, it's all about the community that's built here and not about the number of wins that you have. It's about finding people that are into the same weird things that you are. That's what this whole thing is about. I'd like to hear what it feels like in your body when you land just the perfect pun. When I land the perfect pun, there's a degree of joy and performance, you know, uh, enthusiasm, but also it kind of feels like popping a pimple in your mind. You have to get it out of your system, and some people find it really displeasing if you do it in, in polite company, but you just have to do it. And when you do, it feels so good. A uh, pun can be a fart in a room. You know, people are gonna laugh and some people are going to leave. And it doesn't matter, you just have to get it out of you. And some of us are gassier than others. Any other words of wisdom? Anything else you want people to hold on to before I let you go? I will leave one more word of wisdom. You can't write a pun and you can't steal a pun from somebody else. We're just recognizing that language is weird and we're finding the glitches in the way that we communicate with each other and pointing them out. So if someone makes a pun and you hear it and you share it, you're not stealing their joke, you're just sharing in the joy of the fact that our language is very strange and some words sound like other words. And that's about connection, not about owning something for yourself. After a long, intense, and truly ponderful day, it's time for me and Meg to debrief. Okay, we're back in my truck. Uh, how do you feel? You've been to... You've, you've contributed to this experience, uh, both as my friend and colleague and as somebody who's competed before. How was this for you, Meg? Uh, it's always it's always much lower stakes when you're just an audience <laughs> member. So it was great. Uh, I thought this was an especially strong Punderdome. Like there wasn't a weak leak leak. <laughs> I'm thinking of the vegetables, vegetable puns. There wasn't a weak link in the bunch or the punch rather. Nice. <laughs> I feel good about my performance. I got two puns in. It was about drugs and alcohol. I felt like that was an accessible topic for me. Um, how was it for you to see me up there? I was so proud. I felt like your like fairy 
pun mother. <laughs> it's not really a pun, but it's kind of wordplay. <laughs> uh, it was it was really cool seeing you embody the puns in the moment. Call it a one-two punch. <laughs> Can pontificate that a bit more. I'm exhausted. Under it. <laughs> It never ends, does it? Nope. <laughs> no. It's a ponderful life, as they say. Oh, gosh. Big thanks to all of our guests today, including Fred Firestone and the fine staff at Littlefield in Brooklyn, New York. We'll have more information about the Ponderdome, as well as photos and video of our visit at ctpublic.org audacious. The whole idea for this episode, and many of the puns in the script, was thanks to Meg Dalton. Thank you so much, Meg, for your guidance and getting ready, for your presence and encouragement during our trip to the Dome, and for the exquisite ways in which you play with your words and share the glory with us. Thank you. Audacious is also lovingly produced by Jessica Severin Martinez, Khalil Rahman, Meg Fitzgerald, and Katie Talarski at Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford. And if you like these kinds of episodes where you come with me as I try new things, subscribe to our podcast feed. You'll be right by my side as I try auctioneering, going to a cuddle party, dumpster diving, getting a past life regression, and the first time I visited a nudist resort. You'll hear it on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and a review. Maybe something like, I never stop listening to Audacious in my podcast feed. It's radioactive or... I love listening to Audacious. It always feels like the guests and I are on the same wavelength. Or, Audacious is good, but Kayone should change her name to Billy. Then she'd be a Billy on air. Hang out with me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Kayone Wolf and send me your favorite puns to audacious at ctpublic.org. Thanks for listening to Connecticut Pun Lick Radio. We hope you'll show your support during our next pund drive. It is, after all, a sound investment. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs>